With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Join the Judgment Free Zone today. Deal ends Thursday, August 10th. See Home Club for details. Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Best of clearances. Oh, what a volley. Matt Hummels. Grant in for Holland. Like he's never been away. The man in front of goal who is simply deadly. Hey, welcome to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake. Carver is with me. As always, Carver, how are you doing, man? Doing good. Yourself? Good. It's been a, it's been a pretty... Uh, Pretty good weekend. I had the the day off yesterday, so it's kind of this like my Monday. We're recording on Tuesday. Mm. You haven't picked up on that yet, but uh, yeah, pretty busy, good weekend. But uh, I forgot to do my whole intro after nailing it last week. Uh, if you're, thank you so much for listening and hanging with us. You can find us on your preferred podcast platform by searching the BVB podcast. You can also find us on YouTube or uh, Twitter and Instagram. If you want to give us a follow at the BVB pod, it's a good way to get involved with the show too, because we like to answer Twitter questions and uh, just kind of be in this whole thing together. And, and we like it when you're a part of the show too. It makes it a lot better. So again, at the BVB pod, you can reach out on email too. If you j- email us the BVB podcast at gmail.com. And I already asked you how you're doing, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and w- I mean, the, the weekend started pretty good cause I guess we played on Friday and we got a win, which is always a, a good way to start the weekend and, and not be sad. So. Yeah, it was nice, and I think you know both of us had to wait a little bit. I recorded the, well, didn't record the game. I watched the recording of the game via ESPN on Saturday night, so I had to wait for a while. I couldn't go on like any of my apps that I use because like everything I subscribe to Dortmund on. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just scroll through my gallery for or whenever I'm on my phone for a yeah. day or so. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was nice to see that we got a dub. You know, coming after that last week, it was. Going to be interesting to see how this team would respond against uh, a team like Stuttgart. So, yeah, I did see a slight spoiler that Brant subbed on. I was I was trying to like I was logging off Twitter and stuff and mm-hmm. putting my phone on Do Not Disturb and before the game had started. But I wasn't going to watch it till later in the night. And I did see like that Brant subbed on so quick. I was like, what is going on? But I I turned off my like phone and put on Do Not Disturb and everything. And got a text from my brother later, and he hadn't said anything about Dortmund yet. But I was just like. Don't I haven't watched the game yet? And he was like, I was literally about to say something about it, which we'll get into. But it was the geo injury is what he was gonna uh, <laughs> what he was gonna mention, I'm sure. And then I also had some other friends in a group text who they they sent a message saying something about uh, it was during the game, but it's something about Vitzel to MLS. Mm-hmm. And I I thought they were just asking like my take, and I didn't realize that was a brought up during the game too by. St. Louis is Lutz Schwanensteel, which mm-hmm. is a, another funny thing in there. And I mean, you and I were texting about it too. And I, I gave you the heads up. I was like, this is not a spoiler. Yeah. But <laughs> it's cool to see that he's been covering games as of recent um, memory. I mean, I can't think of many times that Lutz has covered a lot of Dortmund games in the past, at least this season or the last season. So, yeah, it's been cool to see, you know, St. Louis being mentioned a handful of times for, uh, uh, you know, top Bundesliga news. And so. And coverage. 
Yeah. So uh, as we said, we got the win. Uh, I was watching the the highlights, and at the end of the 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 video, they were like, "Oh, Dortmund's or what, what, how they phrase it. it was like Dortmund's back on track." I was like, "I don't know about that because yeah. it's like we might be able to jump back on track for a hot second, and the next week we're going to derail again." So who knows? And just but, make the gap even bigger. Yeah, nine <laughs> points now. Um, but yeah, I mean, going into this game, it was Friday afternoon. Of course, we watched it late, but how? Thoughts going into it, seeing the lineup. Yeah, I mean, so it's a little bit what we predicted from last week with the back four. This time a four-two-three-one, which is what Rosa has been running a lot at. You know, his recent um, employers before us, like Salzburg and Gladbach. So maybe we could get a little bit more of a glimpse into what Rosa's tactics and play style might look like. Um, and I think we looked a little bit more in sync uh, as opposed to last week at Leipzig, which is good to see. So. Yeah, back four with Hummels and Akenji as the partnership in the back two. Guerrero and Chan on the wings in the back. Dahoud and Bellingham as the two holding pivots. And then Royce, Reyna, and Hazard as the attacking three to support Holland up top. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, I was feeling decent. I know predicted, I predicted a 2-1 win last week. So, you know, it was going to be a tough one. But I also want to say real quick that I was once again incorrect with, you know, um, trying to predict injuries for an opposing team. Borna Sosa, I thought he was out. I had two different sources that say he was probably going to be sidelined for this one. And then here I am seeing uh, him start, which I did the same thing with a few players at Bielefeld a few weeks back, and it's like, maybe I should just stick to predicting what Dortmund are going to look like <laughs> because I'm 0 for 2 on this one. <laughs> they did have their, their striker was out, and yeah, maybe that was a... Maybe that did help us because they had so many chances in this game, and I mean, we somehow managed to keep a clean sheet. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Kalatsic is is who we're linked to. Actually, he's a person mm-hmm. that was been uh, that's been out. So yeah, it would have been interesting to see him play. I mean, to see how uh, much he lines up against a team like us, and maybe he could perform at that kind of level. But still, I mean, Stuttgart were very dangerous. They created a lot of these chances in this game, and. I think a clean sheet for them is kind of undeserving if it weren't for, you know, Koble's, you know, incredible saves in this game as well as them just wasting a lot of chances. Yeah, uh, we'll do a quick... We did have a, a Twitter shout uh, from our buddy Nate who does the Borussia STL, mm-hmm. and his, his question was, who who paid off Stuttgart to, to miss all, all their chances? Because it was like... they. I mean, there was a lot, and they also had a handful of, like, or Borna Sosa had two different opportunities to score incredible goals. I mean, one with his right foot, uh, which is, you know, his weaker foot outside of the box, which forced Koble into an incredible save. And the other one was with the touch where he kind of flicked it over his head, which is just unreal to do already. And then uh, have that kind of a shot with your left, hitting it over Koble and just barely over the bar as well. I mean, that would have been easily one of the goals this season, but I'm getting ahead of, ahead of myself there for those chances. So let's start with the opening seconds when you see Gio immediately grab his hamstring. What was it like 30 or 40 seconds in? Yeah. And it, it, it zoomed in real quick when he was kind of signaling and Royce was like, he just like grabbed Gio by the neck and he was like, what, what are you, what are you doing? And then Gio was like looking at him like it happened again. And it looked like it was Royce was just going like, Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Which I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, it's funny, but it's also not funny because it was very sad to see. I mean, the further, you know, he kept walking off the pitch and kept getting like more emotional. And by the end, when he was like walking up the stairs, he was just 
completely wet faced and red. And I was like, that, that sucks, man. I really feel for him. Yeah. It, it's crazy that you'd almost expect this like short, the, the first game after his return, which we did see before. So it's, it's crazy that he had been playing and then played uh, for the USMNT. And, and then this happened now and it's, it looks so, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't look like much. And obviously, I mean, that's how like, hamstrings can happen though you can yeah. just be running and it, something pops or snaps or whatever I, it's never happened to me so i don't know how, how you describe the feeling but <laughs> some something happens a little click or whatever um the fact that he was running or at least walking off the field i was like oh hopefully it's not too bad but obviously yeah. uh, it's not looking good and it looks like or he's going to be out the rest of the season yeah who knows i mean it, it it's kind of crazy how athletes or at least professional athletes can be so like in tune with their bodies and just know mm-hmm. instantly like oh that's it like i can't do you know x y or z anymore so yeah that that really sucked to see and you have brent coming on after that which uh, was in the six we took we played down a man for like for five a, minutes a solid five minutes yeah, yeah brent didn't come on until the sixth minute um it was funny because like in the third minute or so like two or three minutes after that i was looking at a field and i was like Man, is is Brent that invisible already? I cannot see him. And then I was counting. I was like, oh, okay. No, he's just not subbed in yet. <laughs> yeah. No, played down a man and, and looked decent for being down a man. Yeah. I mean, in, in that time time period. Um so Brent hey, Brent came back and I was well okay. Brent got his brace, but as soon as he scored pretty quickly, which mm-hmm. broke a record, I had was the fastest uh goal by a sub, which confused me at first because I was like, surely someone's I thought it, I thought it was like elapsed time on the field before mm-hmm. scoring, but it was the early. I guess it was the earliest goal by a sub because it was in the twelfth minute. So a sub has never come on that soon oh, in the game and yeah, scored. Okay, it was because okay, he was on the pitch for yeah maybe six minutes and then scored. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I mean, Brant, what I feel like there was something a couple games ago too where he broke some kind of random record and then he he did another one. I don't know what it was last time, but this one he broke another record for being the quickest scoring sub in yeah. a game. And my first thought was Brant boys, Brant boys are back. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when he comes on eventually, now you're looking at him, you're like, all right, well, you know, this is an opportunity for Brant to put on a show and try to prove the vast majority of the fan base. At least it seems in my opinion of Borussia Dortmund uh, wrong because you know, they've been criticizing him so heavily, not only just this season, but the past few years, ever since his first season with us, and, you know, rightly so in a lot of instances. I think he has been really had his major dips in form and everything. But, yeah, this is a game where he just has an opportunity to really prove himself. And he did. You know, we came on or he came on and um, finally got back to uh, full 11 on the field and we were able to control the ball pretty well and have a lot of chances of our, by ourselves. I mean, besides even just the early goal, we had, I think, like two corners before that or at least one. Uh, so we had a handful of chances already. I also liked Holland. I know it would have been nice, nicer to see Holland score and, and get a goal mm-hmm. in this game, but I, I like that he got an assist, especially so early in the game. And then off that Brant goal, or right, right off the bat with that Brant goal, I really enjoyed... One thing that stuck out to me was Jude running up to Brant and like grabbing him by his face and be like, yeah. like just like hyping him up. And you just see this... They showed it in slow-mo way later in the game is when I really caught it, but just kind of slowly, like, he was pretty subtle when he scored. It seemed like Brandt was kind of, like, 
I don't know, maybe still a little like, okay, I, I can still do more or whatever. I don't know what he was th- thinking or feeling, but it didn't seem like he was that hyped at the time. But seeing that, like that smile start to crack on his face and that just Jude really getting in there and hyping mm-hmm. him up was really cool to see, especially with what we've seen lately. And it just seems like there's, I, we've talked a lot about poor chemistry and I know that's a lot like on Twitter and when yeah. Jude is yelling at guys and, and, just just all that kind of toxicity that you kind of feel throughout the team. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed seeing that. And then also thought about this watching Akanji because I thought Akanji played pretty well throughout the game. And the stuff that, I mean, we saw the interview last week and him saying, oh, I wish I was more supporter or whatever. And people take that and run with it. One thing that I, I thought about a lot and, I don't know how how we make this happen. We we get the social media team to work on it. Maybe it's not something they need or something they need to be aware of. One thing I would love to see is see these guys on the training pitch because it it's and see how they interact. Because if they're have a if they have a good bond, mm-hmm. um, which it doesn't always seem like they do, and maybe they don't. Maybe it's in very certain moments. Um, but that that moment with Jude and uh, Jude and Brantz, and then just seeing a Kanji performed well from what I thought there, there's a lot that we don't see off the pitch and I want to get a little more inside mm-hmm. on, onto that so if the Dortmund admins want to show that I don't know that's just one one thought I've had during this game is where us as the fans being loud on Twitter and being so negative and toxic in our own right like does not help anything mm-hmm and I know, I know those guys are kind of protected and, and a lot of them pro- don't even see a lot of this stuff on social media because they have teams behind them or help running their stuff. But I, I don't know. That's just me trying to be a positive. I don't know. That's a lot to unpack. All right. So, um, well, they have, they have the inside training that you get to at least get a little glimpse on their YouTube channel of you know, stuff they're doing on the pitch and some of their drills and uh, that I've even written down for coaching of myself. I think, you know, you can learn a lot from inside training of a bunch of different teams around the world, but so you get to see some of that chemistry, but I understand that what you were saying of, you know, so much disconnect in recent weeks and, or even recent months, you could argue between this team and especially in the last few weeks in our attack, we just have been lacking that final pass and that clinical mentality to finally go and net some uh, goals. So yeah, it was nice to see that, you know, we were able to net one early and kind of calm our nerves a bit at, you know, this game because we knew it was going to be a tough, gritty game away from home. So, and you got to see a little bit more of the connection between the attack as well. I mean, in other areas. So I know like Holland had a lot of runs this game as well. It's not like, you know, it was hard for him to, or it's hard for people to kind of back him because he hasn't been scoring lately, but I think he made a lot of good runs this game too. And we were able to time them at least somewhat correctly this game, unlike Leipzig. I mean, he made a lot of runs last week too against Leipzig, but we just, we couldn't find a single one all game and time it even close to correctly. So they were just wasted runs and just got him more frustrated. But, you know, he looked a little bit more involved in this game. And and that goes and that says a lot because, you know, Mavropanos was marking, man-marking him the majority of this game. And it's going to be hard to get around him. I mean, Mavropanos is incredibly huge like Holland. He's, he's fast for his size as well. He's extremely strong and he's pretty intelligent when it comes to um, shutting down attacks. So... You know, again, netted one early, and now we're up. Uh, now we're up and running. And uh, even shortly after Brent got that goal, he also created a, a good chance. There's kind of like a counter where uh, 
I think it was, it was a chance for Royce, but it came from Brandt. I don't remember how the counter exactly played out, but it was like 16th minute, 16th mm-hmm. or 17th minute. So the fact that we were creating these chances early and it did look like our offensive structure and, and uh, we, it was clicking a lot more than what we've seen before. I did have a, I wanted to ask you about this verse, Stuttgart verse Leipzig, because we were able to work it down the middle and work on like just our attacking patterns seem to be playing out well. And it wasn't as much mm-hmm. let uh, Mats and Akanji just pass it back and forth and then, okay, send a long ball. Do you think that's a lot more to like Leipzig's credit as to yeah. packing in that midfield? And Yeah, I do. I do. I think <clears throat> we didn't look perfect by any means this game. It's just an opponent that just attacks and defends a lot differently than Leipzig. I mean, they have their similarities, but they're not the same team and they're not easily not the same quality as well. I mean, Stuttgart are a team that's been sitting in the bottom half of the table and also battling relegation for more than half of the season. So it was going to be a little bit easier to work ourselves into this game and, you know, grow ourselves into the game at least, which didn't really happen much in the first half as much as it did in the second half. But yeah, again, Stuttgart created a lot of their chances as well. I mean, as well. I mean, they had a lot of long balls, it looked like, so kind of um, uh, at times just hit it over the top from Mavropanos and, or one of their other center backs, or Borna Sosa as well, and try to get us and catch us out of, out of position, which is you know not too unnatural for us to concede a goal like that. And I just don't know how they didn't put some of these chances away. I mean, even early in the first half when we were up 1-0, um, I forget who the ball was played out to. I think it was to um, Thomas or Tummies, one of their younger strikers. And it was a brilliant ball over the top, and he was one-on-one with Kobo, but just could not could not finish. He chipped it too high and went over the goal. And you're, you're up easily 1-1 at that point if you're Stuttgart. So I don't know how they put that away, or they don't put that away. Yeah, I think that's also just seeing the difference between playing Leipzig and, and Stuttgart. Like, Leipzig was clinical. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they played us perfectly. Uh, and this was Stuttgart was not clinical. They had so many chances and just couldn't put them away. I, th- I think there's a lot of credit to Koble. He had that great save at the end uh, from Sosa, which was a crazy shot. Or mm-hmm. I know that. Sorry, no, that wasn't his save. That was the one that went over him and like yeah. hit the bar. But like that one, I, I think on that opportunity you're talking about where his one on one, he did really well to come out early and just be big and kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the guy could have done a, a lot better to maybe work it around it, but a credit to Koble on that too and some other saves and even not even like shots on goal, but there was a couple, I think there was in the 17th minute, he had a great one where again, almost one-on-one, but the guy was out wide and he was trying to cross it like across the six and Koble uh, did well to stop yeah. the cross, but yeah. Um, yeah, just a lot of good Co- stuff by Koble. Yeah. Koble had a great game. It's, it looks more and more like a bargain every single game this season. So uh, yeah. So we go into, we go into half one up, come out the gates with well we didn't even before that we didn't even talk about Dahoud getting his oh, injury yeah. so you know with his shoulder problem we're going to give injury updates on everyone here right after co- or previewing covering the game excuse me but yeah now Dahoud comes off so we have two of our five substitutions used in the first like 30 minutes just because of injury and then we're going out of the second half and you see Zagadou coming on for Hummels because he picked up a knock apparently so now you're looking at three injuries in one game, and it's just, I was saying before we recorded, or we started recording, but, you know, I, it's beyond words at this point. Like, I was using the terms weeks and months ago, like, it's just beyond parody and comedy that, you know, the injury list that Dortmund has throughout this entire season, but now it's like, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's I don't have jokes for it. I, I'm not even, like, <laughs> sad, really, because I'm just, I don't have any more tears to weep. 
It's crazy. Uh, and, and we've seen it so many times. I mean, we've seen every, literally everything. Like <laughs> injuries during games. We have injuries right after the games where guys played the full 90 minutes. And then you're like, wait, how are, when did they, at what point did they get injured? It's like before training and after the game. They're like, nope, just kidding. Did they get injured like tripping up the steps and on the bus? Like what? <laughs> Where that, do these injuries come from? But we've seen it so many times, specifically like in-game mm-hmm. injuries that don't. It didn't even. I I don't. I didn't see the knock. I don't know what happened to Hummels, but all of a sudden it's like, oh no, that. he's out at half. Okay, like I think that makes. And I'm not exaggerating. I think that because I know I said twelve the other week. I think that makes fifteen minimum injuries in this calendar year alone for our senior squad, which is just unbelievable, and. uh so yeah, you know, so Zagadou's coming on, and we know Stuttgart are going to come out and try to get one early on. So they're coming out and you know uh, with high energy, and they have a handful of chances those first few opening minutes. And again, don't know how they put those away. It, sh- it should be one-one uh, or even two-one at this point to Stuttgart. But yeah, we grew ourselves into this game really well in the second half. You know, we started to pin them into their own half and uh, didn't sit too deep and let them build up in their attack. We had better phases of possession and controlled the midfield really well. I think Witzel did a really good job as that as well. I think he deserves some credit for this game. Um, you know, you have to remember the point of having possession is to move the opponent and not the necessarily the ball, and you have to suffocate them without the ball. And I think we did a really good job of that, of just really tiring them out those first 20 or 25 minutes. And, um, you know, especially since Stuttgart have preyed on the counterattack for this game, it's, it's going to be hard for them to have the energy to you know, go and attack if we constantly keep, you know, exhausting them in the midfield. We, I mean, we looked really good in, in our transition to, in our counterattacks, which is something just haven't seen a lot mm-hmm. lately. Um, and that, that's something that really turned around in this game, especially specifically in the second half, just something that stuck out to me. It's like our like full field play and counter transition, whatever you want to call it, like look really good and really precise. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you're seeing those balls from Jude that he was sending. I mean, the first goal, was that mm-hmm. great start from the great ball from Jude? But throughout the game, Jude, by the way, I just have a note, so I don't have a. All my note says is Jude is everywhere, <laughs> so I don't have one specific moment because it happened multiple times. But the dude is just that's like a everywhere. It's a good synopsis of like what his entire season has been like. <laughs> I mean, the man's incredible. But um, yes, I mean, the more this game went on, Stuttgart just looked more and more exhausted. They had tired legs and. We just kept stretching them more and more as well. And if they ever did win possession, we'd either like win it right back, which was, you know, awesome to see. Or if they tried to launch those long balls again, I mean, Zagadou was just everywhere in the back line and able to really utilize his speed and body, which is what I've been trying to tell people for a long time about him. It's just, you know, when he's on his day, he's one of the uh, really underrated young center backs in Europe, in my opinion. But you know, at the same time, whenever you want a new contract with your team, that's when you're going to be playing at your best. And I think Zagadou's kind of been getting hints of recent months of like, you know, if I don't really clean up my act and try to be, you know, less injury prone, I, I, I'm not guaranteed an, another spot here for a, a contract. So, um, I don't know what this might be a hot take answer or I'm going to, yeah, okay, I'm going to ha- ask you a hot question. Mm-hmm. It might turn into a hot take answer. Akanji and Zagadu playing well in this game. Do you think they're playing well? I, okay, I think I know Akanji answer, but is it more of a playing well so I can get out of here or I want to play well to better myself in Dortmund's form? I, I think probably Zagadu is the one that's saying I want to like prove myself and try to stay here. Can't say the same for Akanji. I mean, maybe I'm wrong and I hope I'm wrong. 
but I just feels like in the last two to three months when we keep saying, I think he's, we've had two meetings with him for contract extensions now, and he's turned down both of those offers, at least one of those offers. And then with the recent thing with him in the, uh, the press, not the press conference, but the um, interview interview the other day. Yeah. That didn't really look good for him either. So, um, yeah, but it was cool to see though, that partnership. I mean, that's, that's a partnership that I've been wanting to try to build, you know, in Dortmund for years now. So we got to see a little bit of a glimpse of that. Maybe one of the last few times that ever happens, I guess, depending on the state of Hummel's injury, but you know, overall better second half again, made wider and higher runs, which is able to stretch them out more. And, um, you know, the, the play leading up to our second goal, Stuttgart just looked gassed. I mean, uh, I think it was Stenzel that was the one that slipped whenever Royce and Brandt were kind of doing their one-two, which he's a former mm-hmm. Dortmund player. There's a handful of players from Stuttgart that are, but, you know, right whenever he slipped, that completely opens up Stuttgart, and they have no choice but to kind of try to collapse on Royce, and he's just going to dish it off to Brandt, which it was, a, it was an interesting shot, if you remember, like, how yeah the ball, just it, it, it didn't, like, go high, it didn't, have necessarily a lot of speed on it. It just kind of was like in a weird swerving way and it bounced in front of the keeper, which is incredibly difficult to save, especially whenever you have like, it looked like the grass was kind of torn up. So it was mm. kind of, you know, just muddy and it's, you know, makes the ball unpredictable, but yeah, very uh, interesting shot to yeah. make it two nil. Even so even watching the replay, it looks like the keeper could have done better, but mm-hmm. it was a crazy, it took the ball took a crazy dive just before it looked like he could have saved it because it, it was at about the dude's waist. Like, he was right on top of it, just kind of went underneath him, but it took a crazy dive. But good on good on Brandt. It, it's weird because that shot didn't look that great. It didn't look like yeah. anything special, but yeah. it worked out perfectly, obviously. But, yeah, that, that work with with those two and uh, just working it around really great. And I don't know. Great, great. I'll, I'll take it. I'm, I'm not mad about Brandt boys <laughs> reuniting. No, I, I agree. He, he looked pretty decent in this game. It, it wasn't one of his you know, best performances with us, but, you know, bagging a brace, completing, I think it was 88% of his passes, had a hand small, a hand small, a handful of uh, really nice crosses as well. I mean, he looked good this game. I mean, he was still dispossessed. I think it was three times and the man just loses like every duel that he ever has. He lacks pretty much any aggression. So um, he's not really into one to close the ball down, but, you know, again, it was nice to see him come out here and bag a brace. I mean, if he can perform well these last few games, maybe we can kind of have a double look at him or a second look at him and see if he's, you know, worthy of being here next season. Well, especially now that rain is out, like we need him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we need him and, and those other guys to, to be able to come in and, and step up and play like, but it's not just in Brantha. It's also like all of our players. I mean, we are still lacking a lot of inspiration in our play. I just, at times it just, we're looking for, and we're lacking a lot of creativity going forward, which is crazy to say given how many creative players we have in attack in this team. But yeah, again, still looking just pretty uninspired, and I think we need a good um, look at the squad this summer and see who really wants to be here. But are there any other individual performances that stood out to you besides Brandt? Um, I mean, I, I did like Holland a lot in this game. I thought he was making the, the good runs, like you mentioned earlier, and just as I mentioned before, getting that, that assist and so early on, I think was really big because you, you kind of saw a different attitude from him mm-hmm. um, and which I think helped in the full game to give him the encouragement to make runs or, or want to and want to, want to keep pushing. Um, so I liked what I saw from him. Obviously, Koble was huge. I already mentioned I, I thought Akanji was really good in this game yeah. um, and Zagadu as well. Um, and 
on the note of, I asked you the question about Zagadu earlier. Like he, he definitely has something to play for if his mind is, I, I want to make it happen in Dortmund. I want to, I want to stay here. He's got a good opportunity with next season and, yeah. and Sule coming into, and we've talked about Hummels being an older, older veteran. Now it's like, there's a, a spot to take. Obviously there's the, we have all the connection with Schlotterbeck, but still, still a, a chance and a spot to grab. Yeah. So yeah. And it's not like he doesn't have the ability to go and be the kind of player that we want him to be. You know, he's got a lot of the physical attributes that you would want in a center back. I just think at times he has just a lot of these mental lapses. I mean, he can be, he, excuse me, he can be pretty careless on the ball. And I think this game, he looked really alert, which is, you know, that just elevates his game to a whole new level whenever he's mentally on it. And at the same time, you know, he made a lot of vital stops and sometimes he can have those mental lapses in his defensive awareness. But I think this game too, he was really alert on the defensive end as well, not just on the ball. But, you know, I think whenever Koulibaly made that run and they launched it forward, I mean, he was so quick to, I mean, he made Koulibaly almost not look slow, but he looked quicker than him to react and just completely bodied him out. I didn't think uh, that play was a foul whatsoever it's just being simply outbodied by a mm-hmm. you know physical presence like that yeah there was one uh another i guess there was a specific moment but kind of comes down to style and what we've been doing a little bit lately where we play this back four which transitions into a back three especially mm-hmm. with, with chan playing on that right and then we have hazard uh, who will drop back as a wing back but i don't remember it was earlier in the game and they had a good chance where they they got in behind us and i think in part it was Guerrero, who is pushing pushing up on the wing, yep. we might have transitioned in the back yep. three, and they got it over. I think it was a Kanji. A Kanji. I know what you're talking about. They, yeah, I don't know if it was a cross or something, but you, there was a, this moment you saw a Kanji and maybe Hummels both looking left of the field, like where the ball came from, mm-hmm. and almost expecting Guerrero to be back there. Which you're setting up Guerrero to be I mean, to fail in those opinions yeah. or in those op, uh, situations, excuse me, because you know he's just not a left back. He's not a full left back that's going to be you know, tracking all the way back in those situations or staying back because you want him to be at his best, which is, you know, at times a creative midfielder. So he's going to be pushed up the f- field further. And, yeah, you're going to get exposed like that because yeah. I know exactly what you mean. They were looking over their shoulders like, oh, shit, there's, there's no, no one, one. there. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that's also kind of on a Kanji or whoever's on that left side. Like, you got to be aware to make sure you're covering that space when he's going forward. And that's kind of a mishap on, on both parts. Like, he... Probably Guerrero, sh- Guerrero should have been back in time, mm-hmm. but at the same, also Akanji needs to be tracking and knowing because they were just it's two sitting like flat footed in the middle, just like expecting him to be there. And, that's and just something, yeah, you're gonna get you be on top of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna get ripped apart like that too if you're not extremely disciplined by a team like uh, Munich. I mean, Stuttgart, whenever you're launching those balls forward, they didn't have many attacking options to really put those away. But when you're going against a team like Munich that can ping those balls over the top, yeah. and then you're looking at players like Gnabry, Sané, Lewandowski, Muller, all those players would net those oh, chances yeah. nine that, times out of ten. It was the it was that one-on-one chance where he mm-hmm. kicked it over the goal. That, yeah. So, yeah, against a better team, they're, they're going to put that in. Easily. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at this Saturday now, and you're thinking, like, this is, this is going to be a, a really good... Uh, a moment to try to prove yourself of can we even go to Munich and at least compete? And I'm not asking for a win in Munich because we all know how incredibly difficult that is. But 
you know, it's going to be a big tale this weekend of how we're going to perform. Yeah. Do you want to, you want to jump in Wolfsburg or like talk injuries? I mean, oh yeah. Go hand in hand, yeah, but yeah. Well, yeah, let's, let's, we'll start with injuries and kind of make our way there. So yeah, we already mentioned, uh, Gio, he came out in the first few seconds and it looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season, unfortunately, which is just heartbreaking. It, I feel for the kid. I mean, he played 10 games this season in total for the league. And I think like six of those were starts. Just crazy. Especially coming off last season. Mm -hmm. That was pretty. It it was going to be a few players that, um, that we're looking at to see that like are really going to explode this season. I would have been like, Gio is going to be one of them. Uh, Mukoko was going to be another, those two. I really thought we're going to get a lot more time and, uh, uh, just explode, you know? What, okay, quick question about injuries. We we talked last week about the, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but you and I definitely talked about it, about the physio, the team's physio, mm-hmm. who they're letting go at the end of the season to bring someone new in. What do you think the mentality or the, I don't know if mentality is the right word, but just the, the thought, what do you think the players, their thoughts on that? Like, where do you think they kind of, I mean, this is a guy they've probably built a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it's hard to know, but I, what do you think like goes through their mind with that? Like, is it like, oh, we're going to get this new person in? I don't, I don't know how much I trust them, or do you think they're kind of, oh, this is going to be a good thing? It, it, maybe it depends on how much you've been injured throughout this season. But Yeah, and I think uh, he's been here for like 16 years with the team, oh, wow. Thomas Zetzman. But I've also, I could, you and I both posted about it, and I forget what source it was at the time. I should have remembered. But I also heard a quote from Rosa saying that's like, that might, that's probably fake. So who knows what's happening, mm-hmm. but I would imagine if it is true, maybe there is some relief with those players because, you know, there was a handful of ins- instances this season where players would go to other countries to get, you know, their uh, treatment, whether it be Geo in the, in the States. I think Holland was outside of Dortmund for a while for his injury, if I'm not wrong, at least one or two other players as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So Geo's going to be out for us this season, unfortunately. Uh, Dehoud has got the uh, the shoulder injury. Definitely is going to be out against Wolfsburg, and I think they're going to need another look at um, his injury to see if he's going to be out for the rest of the season as well. If he needs surgery, from what I've read, he'll be he'll definitely be out of the season or for the season as well. Um, and then yeah, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> you would think after one, they'd be like, "All right, let's go on to the next." We're finding out two guys from yeah. one game are going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, Matt Hummels, the Bundesliga news uh, website states that he'll be out for at least a few weeks. So, do you know what that injury was? I don't. I think it was just something in his knee, if I'm not wrong, but I could be wrong. And so he's out for a few weeks. We, we leave Stuttgart with not only three points but three injuries. <laughs> it's incredible. And then uh, just today, again, we're recording this on Tuesday. We saw the news. My positive takeaway is they did not specify for. What? But uh, Rafa Guerrero missed training today. No further details on an injury are known yet, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, he missed training. Maybe he just was feeling a little under the weather, and he'll be back, and he'll be fine. But uh, with that, it was also reported that Schultz and Paschlack were both in team training, back in team training mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So someone, uh, I did see someone, one of the responses on Twitter was someone's like, oh, great, our starting fullbacks are, be- are back at it. Yeah, yeah. Paschlack and Schultz. We had those like, two games where they, they started... Yeah, played well. We're gonna get two clean sheets in a row again oh, if yeah. we start past Lecken Schultz. That's the key there. We got to go to Munich <laughs> with those two. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, on on Paslak, if he is back, 
this weekend. What what are your what have your thoughts been on Chan? I guess this last game and I think Chan looked well. I mean, he yeah. he didn't make a mistake. He didn't try to dribble anyone and and it getting taken mm-hmm. off him this time. But again, mm-hmm. we're playing we're, we're playing, playing Stuttgart. Stuttgart. But yeah, no, I agree. He he looked a little bit more cautious. Although he did make a handful of really good runs. I think it was in like the seventy eighth minute. He made a terrific run all the way up the field and you know just dished the ball off to Holland, which Holland didn't look like he was really in sync with what Chan was doing, which is kind of surprising. But I guess it was a little bit further than his reach. But yeah, Chan had a good game for sure. Uh, so Wolfsburg, yeah, we'll, we'll jump into that next. Wolfsburg been struggling a hell of a lot this season. It's crazy. It's every week I'm still looking at the table and I'm like, Wolfsburg will climb back. And they're just not. They're still sitting in 13th. And I think this is like the highest they've sat in a while now. I mean, they've had to climb themselves back out from it. I mean, I think they were in 15th for a while, mm-hmm. just outside the relegation zone. So, Yeah, I thought I, beginning of the season, because they were, they were playing Champions League, so I thought mm-hmm. that was hurting them. And then once they got knocked out of that, they'd be able to kind of turn things around the Bundesliga and it's just... Yeah, rough. And and after they fired their first manager, which I, his name's escaping me, but then they hired Florian Kofeld to replace him. And I honestly thought that was a, a really good appointment for Wolfsburg. I mean, given he did a lot of great things with Werder Bremen before they were relegated. So I mean, I, or, although he was also, I think he was relegated when he was with Werder Bremen. So, but still, I think he, you know, he really overachieved with that team. So, you would think Wolfsburg would pick up some form, which they just they just really haven't. They've been inconsistent or. If they are consistent and they have consistent spells, they're consistently bad this season. And, you know, even on paper, you would look at them and you'd think, you know, this is a team that's at least probably in Europa League. I mean, they they have a lot of good players. But, I mean, they did, however, they did beat Bielefeld in their last game. I think it was 4-0. Well, so. mm-hmm. Coming off three losses and then they were able to get that win last yeah. week. So. They, Which will we'll probably give them quite a bit of confidence. Yeah. Um, kind of in a relegation battle, by fighting... Or playing against someone who's also in a relegation battle, mm-hmm. so yeah. And but they're also you know they're at Dortmund this uh, this weekend, so we'll be at home. Thankfully, this is a game I think we really desperately need at home before going into or going over to Munich. But you know they lined up with the majority of the season as a three four three. That back three, in my opinion, of Wolfsburg is very solid defense. I think they have the two young center backs, Lacroix, Le- if I'm not wrong, he's the French young center back, and then. Uh, the other the mid center back is escaping me, and then of course you have John Brooks on the left. So, and then you have uh, Max Kruse from Union Berlin recently went to Wolfsburg, and then you have uh, one of their newer signings as well, Jonas Wind from Copenhagen, and then those two are supporting in recent weeks. They're uh, one of their new strikers, their younger strikers, Lukas um, Nemcha. If I'm saying that per- correctly, probably not, but he also bagged a brace in that Bielefeld game. So, you know maybe. Maybe uh, Wolfsburg can pick up some form. I don't know. But I'm also predicting that we'll probably come out this one. We usually perform really well against Wolfsburg. So I, I imagine a win. Do you have any score predictions? I, I'm going to go with 2-0 again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we'll, we'll just be able to play solid. I think we're going to have some confidence coming off that last game and be able to really put it put it together in this one and, uh, and win 2-0. Curious on lineup again. I like doing these lineup predictions that I keep throwing at you, but I'll, I'll give some, uh, I'll throw some predictions in there too. I mean, I think it, the team kind of picks itself. I think with the injuries we have, it, it kind of does. Yeah. Um, obviously, just for my for my prediction, I think Wolfsburg, since they're just so dysfunctional on a consistent level this season, I'm gonna go for a three nil win for us. Okay. I think we'll. 
think we'll net one early because we'll be back at full capacity, and this time we'll have the energy and hopefully learn from our mistakes against Leipzig and, and net one early. And that way, I mean that in that time, it'll just set Wolfsburg into a uh, a spiral downwards for the rest of the game, and then we'll probably just net another one in the first, and then one last one in the second half. So as far as lineup, I'm going to remain mm-hmm. confident in Guerrero that it's nothing crazy and that he will play because there's been other times where we thought he was yeah. injured and then he and started. He so. started, yeah. Um, Guerrero, Zagadou, Kanji. Chan, so you're going with a back four? I, I, yeah, I, I think know. I think I'll probably go with the back four as well. I mean, just because yeah. Rosa fancies it. And then you're going to have what Bellingham and Vitzel and the pivots. Yeah. Uh, and then... Probably that Royce, Royce Brandt and Brandt and Hazard, Hazard yeah. and then uh, Holland. Although I'm still going to say it, I would I wouldn't mind seeing Malin. I don't know if I Malin netted one against Wolfsburg. Yeah, last time. I don't know. Yeah. If probably for Hazard. I don't know. Hazard hasn't been awful, but yeah, I would I would like to give him the chance. Me too. And then one. So we didn't talk about this. I I saw him because I was looking at lineups and subs and everything. We didn't mention uh, Jamie Bino Gittens. Got his yeah, first yeah. team call up and yeah. and sat on the bench. I was hoping, especially as the game progressed and we were 2-0 towards the end, I was hoping that we'd be able to, he'd get a chance, uh, to like make his first team full first team appearance and, and debut. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, considering our injuries, it we might be able to see him again on the bench, which which would be cool to get him some game time. Yeah, before the end of the season's up, because it's already been mentioned by Kel that he is going to be promoted the first team next year. So. Get him some game time. Throw him in there. Let's see what he can do. I, it, it definitely in these last three games after Munich, I would imagine he would get some time because you know you have you have Bochum, which they don't look bad. We'll get into that later. But you you know you still have three teams that are uh, in the bottom half of the of the table in Bochum, uh, Firth, and Hertha. So I'd imagine Bino Gittens will get some game time for sure. But I think just Rosa in this last game against Stuttgart was not taking any chances and just wanted. Wolf yeah. in there for not only the attacking threat, but also you know the work rate and the uh, ability to track all the way back and defend as well, which I don't blame him at all. Just get the three points and get out of there. Yeah, so let's net three early at home and then put Bono Gittens out there. So Wolfsburg will be this Saturday morning at 8.30 Central Time. Not 8.30 a.m. in Germany. They're, <laughs> they're like, no, they're not, not really. German listeners. Um, I'm, I'm going with the three nil, and you said, you said a two nil? Yeah. Either way, another I hope, clean... I hope for more. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> another clean sheet for Koble and three points uh, to hopefully finally give to the home fans for first time in two years now. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, if we can just... If we can win two... I mean, that that's what... We need it. Mm-hmm. We we need we need some more confidence. I think that game gave us some some good confidence winning on the road, but yeah, we need some more confidence. We need some... We need a lot of confidence going into two weeks from now. We need a lot... Of more than just confidence going into Munich, we're we gonna need, need a, a miracle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need Holland to catch up on his uh, goal ratio that's mm-hmm. fallen behind. So next week we're not even gonna recap Wolfsburg. We're just gonna have a prayer session for an hour long. <laughs> we'll have some candles going in here. <laughs> yeah, but hey, thanks for uh, hanging out and listening as we talk Dortmund as we do every week. My name's Jake Carver. Yes, thank you for having me and excited for the weekend. Oh, yeah, real quick. I'd, I'd mess it up again. I went right to the Carver outro. Bye. But follow us, Twitter, Instagram, oh. at the BVB Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're not listening on your preferred podcast platform, please do so. Please throw us a, a little rating. Um, if you want to say something really nice and leave us a five-star review, that would be fantastic on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find us 
by searching the BVB podcast also on YouTube. If you don't have anything nice to say, just DM us instead and don't put a bad <laughs> review. Just it, DM us and public. We'll, we'll, we'll talk it out and we'll try to win you over somehow. I'll just pay you money until cool. you. Yep. <laughs> the end goal is us to eventually earn money. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but in the meantime, if we can just pay you off, yeah. we'll do it. We're going to tell investors <laughs> that we're really in the hole because we're just paying off bad reviews. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks for hanging out guys. We'll see you later. Bye.